Welcome to episode 10 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. In this episode, we will look at the Houston Round 3 of Supercross. It was a very interesting Round 3. We had Cooper Webb winning, but that did not come without controversy, where Ken Roxon most likely should have won, but Dean Wilson kind of got in the way. And Cooper Webb got around Ken Roxon and got the first win of the season. Hope everybody enjoys this podcast. Coming out a day later than I wanted to. But here we go. Either way, um, Cooper Webb wins, gets the first win of the season, gets his first win since Salt Lake City. Overall, Cooper Webb did not race outdoors. It probably feels really good for him. Overall, for the first three rounds, he did not race well at all. First round of the season was terrible for Cooper Webb. Got a fourth in on Tuesday's race, so this was great for him. Even if he got second, it would have been great for him. Uh, he got the whole shot. Roxon did pass him. He was coming up on Roxon on the last lap. I fully believe that he would have not gotten Ken Roxon. Now, the funny thing about Cooper Webb is the last few seasons he has owned Ken Roxon. So that's the one aspect to this where maybe Cooper Webb could have gotten Ken Roxon, but I fully believe Roxon probably would have won this race. For Ken Roxon, he really needs to tighten it up in Supercross regarding Cooper Webb. Now, outdoors, this ain't happening because Ken Roxon is going to spank Cooper Webb no matter what happens because Ken Roxon is a better outdoor rider than Cooper Webb no matter what happens. But for Super Supercross, I, I don't understand how Ken Roxon, I don't know, if you look at all the results the past few years, Cooper Webb does better at the end of the race when he can keep it close. If Roxon has the... Now, Roxon does have the ability to win a main event by 20 seconds. In this, in particular race, Cooper Webb was able to keep the race close. And then Dean Wilson got in the way. And Cooper Webb did make the pass and did win the race. Now, with this win... Cooper Webb was able to move up in points, and now he is only one point behind Ken Roxon for the points lead. Now, with this second place, Ken Roxon will take the points lead by one point, so he has 60. Justin Barsha and Cooper Webb are tied for second place at 59. The points lead is tight. The one thing I will say, though, is when you're looking at the points that were taken away on Tuesday and the points that were taken away from Dean Wilson getting in the way, you're doing the math, that's five points. Ken Roxon should have about a six-point lead right now. So if he loses the championship within a six-point vector here, Roxon's really going to look at the end of the year and shake his head and be very pissed off. He did, you know, there's some Instagram videos of him swearing, and, you know, he has the right to be. 
Regarding Ken Rocks, or sorry, uh, Dean Wilson, was I extremely angry at Dean? Yeah, I actually tweeted out it should be one race suspension. I came back at that because all of a sudden, Dean Wilson was, they redid the AMA results and he was magically 17th when he finished 11th. I'm sorry, but the AMA is a complete fucking joke. There's no reason why you just put him at 17th. Now, I actually looked up the AMA rulebook, and it says that the race director, because the all can make, basically dictate where a racer finishes. That is not right. And it looks like some type of an appeal happened. I have not been able to listen to any other podcast yet because of work and everything. But it looks like that it has been appealed, and the results came back. I don't know who made that decision to duck. Um, Dean Wilson but that decision was actually worse than the infraction Dean Wilson made if we are going to do that to every time somebody gets in uh, in the way of a blue flag then have fun with that all race officials because mistakes happen and that was stupid so don't ever do that again did Dean make a mistake yes but to give him and a 17th place just because of that and cost him money come the fuck on seriously that's fucking embarrassing you know the AMA and Feld you know I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews and read a lot, and read a lot of stuff and if they were more of a mainstream sport they have a they would basically be ridiculed but because they are such a small sport they basically just go under the radar and they really don't get called out for their shit but at some point if they want to grow and be more professional they need to get their ass whooped at some point in terms of be more professional and stop being so emotional i understand that it's ken roxon and he had a lot of surgeries but you don't screw over dean wilson in prize money and bonuses i understand that he got 11th and everything but that's still purse money that that rider can earn just because of an emotional outpoint. So either way, Cooper Webb, back to him. Good for him on the season. Uh, he's right back in the championship battle with Tomac and Roxon. I don't know. We'll see for the remaining point of the season. Uh, for, for Cooper Webb, it's all going to be up to his starts. And if he can hold off other riders... And it's also going to be to the point of if he can uh, match riders on a track where there's a lot of speed. On there's a, uh, Indy tracks are going to be more tighter tracks. So those are going to be his type of tracks. But when you have tracks like Daytona or the upcoming Atlanta tracks, those are not going to favor him. So if an Eli Tomac can get a start like he did in the week, to a round two race i don't see cooper webb having an opportunity to win um i don't really see cooper webb being able to pass eli tomac like he able to, he is able to do with ken roxon because i have not been able to see a lot of writers do that to eli he's able to do that to ken roxon but anyone else i have been able to see that ken roxon that's a hole in his game that he needs to correct if he wants to win the championship so that and able to correct his midweek races because currently I said in a previous podcast that he needs to fix that and that's what happened on Tuesday. 
he was able to ride up the fifth. Now, he was able to have a couple extra days rest for this race, and he rode better. So I expect a good race on Saturday because he was able to get more rest. Uh, third place was Adam Cincerello. Uh, he did not have a tip over. He had a fairly quiet race in third. Uh, he was able to keep pace with the leaders towards probably around the 17-18 minute mark. And then Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon Roxon were pretty much able to put a, pull away. If you're Adam, that was pretty much what you were happy about. Uh, he moved up to fifth in points after having a pretty much bad round two after a crash. Uh, he's nine points out of the lead, and he's getting healthy, so he has to be happy with that. I fully believe that he will win a race this year. It's going to happen here shortly. He, the championship is in play for him. He just has to keep getting good starts, and he is one of the best starters in the class. It's just a matter of time. He just needs to work on not crashing, and it's just a matter of watching that. It's going to be interesting to see if his qualifying time increases every year. Fourth place was Justin Barsha. Uh, during this race, he didn't have the greatest start in the wor world. He was seventh off the start. And when he was moving up through the pack, he did crash. Uh, Tomac did pass him, but it, uh, surprisingly, he was able to pass Tomac back. A couple years ago, or even last year, I don't see that happening. But this year, on a new bike, he was able to pass Tomac and pretty much break, break him, as you would say. That was pretty good for him, and... You know what? He was able to keep the points, or at least only be a point behind. That's something Justin, usually round three is where he starts to teeter and fall. And, you know, at this point, he's able to only keep one point behind. So the next few rounds are going to be where is Justin at? Is he going to be a title contender or is he going to fall off? We'll see. Fifth place was Eli Tomek. Uh, this is one of those weird Eli races where he he got an okay start, tenth. Well, let, let's be real; it was a terrible start. But he was he moved through the pack, but then he got up to Malcolm Stewart, and then I mean he was right in the pace of Cooper Webb and and, and Roxon, but when he got up to Malcolm Stewart, it took him way too long to get past him. And then he s slowed him up. After, and then when he passed him, he slowed up. And he was never able to re regain the pace of the top three. So basically, he kind of ran his own race pace the entire way. And then he kind of got a little bit into Barsha. Now, what was interesting, though, is uh, Malcolm was able to stay with him for the majority of the race. So I don't know if when it, returns, when it comes to Eli... He is fourth in points. He's only six points behind, so it's it's not going to be it's not a terrible race for him, but he's not looking like the Eli of last year or the last few years. Now, it is early in the season still, so he he's just not there yet. I I don't know if I if I got the panic button out yet. So he can get better. So in the middle of the year is when he starts getting hot. Motocross, he starts out hot, but Supercross in the season, he he's always starts out a little, little weak. 
but we'll we'll see what happens in Indy if he can get solid starts. This is a season where he needs to work on his starts. We've seen so far in the one round he gets a great start up front, he wins. Round one and round three, when he gets mid-tier starts, uh, well, he, he doesn't win. So we'll see the rest of the season the way it goes. He can win this championship, but he needs to work on his starts, and Indy is going to be a big key to that, and it's going to be hard moving through the pack. Uh, Malcolm Stewart finished sixth. Um, he held up Tomac. Other than that, it was another quiet race. His teammate, Aaron Plessinger, the same. If I were those two, just keep finishing top tens. Plessinger had a bad round two, but round three he rebounded. Plessinger is 11th in points. That's all you can really ask for in this situation. Jason Anderson had 8th, his best finish of the year practically. I don't know what's wrong with Jason Anderson. When you read all the media outlets, nobody has an answer. It's just one of those things where it's the last year of his contract. You don't know if he wants to move on to a different team. Is leaving Alden Baker affecting him? Is he just ready to go? You really just don't know what's going on with Jason. And people like him, but ever since he won that Supercross championship, he's really been a different guy in terms of Supercross. He kind of has been a better outdoor rider, and that's kind of a scary, extremely scary concept or even a scary comment to make. But that's just an observation that I have made. The last race, or his best race that I saw that he had, was the 2019 round two when he was leading, and then Blake Baggett caught him and passed him, and that was Blake's first round win. But other than that, it's been a really long time, and it's looking longer and longer that he may never win again. And that's that's very sad to say. For him. Ninth was Zach Osborne. Now this is starting to be a trend. Zach, Zach has shown a lot of speed, but unlike outdoors where he won the championship, this is becoming a problem. And he's 10th in points and he's already 20 points behind Ken Roxon. And when you're looking at Tomac, he's 16 points. Now I understand those aren't like a lot of points, and we're only, we got 14 rounds to go. But his so far, he has finished 10th, 10th, and 9th. And that's because he's crashed at the start at round 1. He crashed while in 2nd in round 2. And in this race, he just rode around, rode around in 9th virtually, pretty much. So when you get into Zacco is kind of a mental freak, and if he gets into this mindset now, this is where he's going to be. And he can, can get hot, but if he stays in this funk for this momentary of time, this is where he's going to be. And he's already put himself in a 20-point deficit where he has to leapfrog Cooper Webb, Ken Rocks, and Tomek Barsha, where I don't believe he's going to leapfrog. And I don't, like I said, he wasn't going to be my Supercross champion anyway. And I felt this was going to happen regardless. So pretty much this is where I was expecting. Another top 10 for Justin Braden. 
great start for him. I was not expecting this from him. Uh, I fully believe that he was going to be probably the latter half because of his age and the team he was going to be on. But this is just outstanding for him. This is probably the best starts he's had in years. If he can maintain this for the rest of the year, you know, Wygant's going to be happy and probably this might be his last year. You never know. I know he wants to go to Australia. We don't know if the Australian Supercross Championship is going to happen, but hopefully he can continue this rest of the year. Already touched on Dean. He got 11th. Uh, it's pretty much been in the same spot and same funk the whole entire year. Dylan Fernandez got 12th. He had a quiet race, had a bad start. He had actually a bad heat race too. But had almost had to go to the LCQ. Brandon Hartraft got hurt and was able to get into the ninth spot. Dylan was just there. Like I said, it was just a rookie race. I'm expecting more races like this out of this. That second place is going to be more of an. Is this going to be one of those races that you got lucky in? I don't expect expect a race win from him. He's not good at starts anyway, so that second was just kind of a lucky race to begin with. Marvin didn't have a good start. Crashed at the start. In like I said, when he gets and he got, even got lapped. Next week, he, he can come out, get a podium, or hell, he, he can even win. So, it's just one of those things. Joey Savacci, quiet 14th. You know, after crashing the week before, he probably was sore. 15th was Benny Bloss. I was actually... People had high hopes for Benny, but it's kind of been... I understand the field is stacked, but Benny starts are just not there, and the... Smart Top Honda team has been extremely disappointing this year so far. Vince Freezy got, I'll, well, I'm jumping ahead, but uh, he got 19th, and so far I've seen more crashes for him getting into Tomac, and his bike's been flying. So I don't know if that's the bike or it, what's going on there. Benny Bloss hasn't been qualifying. Um, uh, when I look at Kai, or um, Brock Tickle, Brock Tickle's been a disaster. He's been crashing. So the Smart Talk Smart Top team, I'm just like, you should have probably stayed with Brayton and not moved on to these guys because McGrath's hurt. So I'm just like, are, are results going to come here or are not? Because, yes, your guys are making main events, but they're not flashing at all. And I'm, I'm just getting a little worried for the team because Mike Genova is spending a lot of money, but there's just no results. And that's just a lot of money wasted. Uh, Marty, Marty Davalos got 16th. Chiz is going to Chiz. He got 18th. Uh, Justin Bogle, 20th. I just, I, I have a hard time with Justin Bogle at this point in this class. I, I fully believe this will be his last year unless he has a dramatic turnaround in the next couple of weeks. I, I fully, again, don't understand how he got this ride. There are other riders that probably should get this right. I understand he people say he's a good dude, but I'm just like, he just gets hurt every single year with his head, and it might be time to either try the Canadian series or it's time to wrap it up. Uh, Carlin Gardner got 21st. It's his first main of the year. He was able to beat out Alex Ray. And Austin Pololetti got 22nd, his first main of the year. 
that wrapped up the Houston three. Uh, the next three races are going to be in Indy. Hopefully the uh, track is a little bit better. As I said on my previous podcast, they really need to work on the track lap times. The tracks need to be at least 50 seconds long. Now, I already realized that the Indy track track times are going to be probably 46 seconds to 48 seconds. That's usually how long they are just because of stadium floor. But they need to be longer. There, there can't be tracks where they're 41 seconds to 42 seconds long. That's way too short. And you're also risking injury because... Um, 29 laps on one track is just way too much. That was ridiculous. And you also saw when riders are going a little too fast, Chase Sexton got hurt and all the injuries like that. So I just honestly could not believe what Feld was even thinking there on those type of uh, 41-second lap times. All right, 250s. It was a... the 250 East class now is kind of turned into a, just a rough disaster. Uh, during practice, uh, RJ Hampshire got hurt during the free practice, so that took away one of your championship guys. The previous week with him crashing with Forkner pretty much took him out of the championship hopes anyway. And then during the first regular practice, Austin Forkner went down. So he's probably out until maybe the last Orlando race, and or he, he might just miss out the rest of the season, might just train for outdoors, just the way the schedule layout is going to be, I'm assuming. Because if it's his collarbone, it's going to be plated, and I you just have to wait for that to heal. Now, I understand, like, Hurling's got ready to go in, like, three weeks, but... There's really no point to rush yourself back. Forkner needs testing for outdoors anyway because he hasn't raced outdoors in three years now anyway. But when we look at this race, Christian Craig got the whole shot. Uh, he, ra- he looked pretty good, but during the middle of the race, he started to tense up and Colt Nichols started to run faster lap times and Colt Nichols passed him. Now... For the rest of the season, this championship is going to basically, I think, come down to Christian Craig and Colt Nichols. It will be interesting to see if, Chris, if well, it's going to be on Colt Nichols if he can start with Christian. Because Christian is pretty much going to get most of the whole shots. If, if It's going to be Jet or Christian getting the whole shots the rest of the year. Because uh, Jet is a good starter and Christian is the best starter in the class remaining. So, and Colt has been struggling so far this year. If he if he is unable to get starts, it Christian is gone. Right now, they're going to be tied in points going into Indy. So, it's up to Christian. This is one if if you're just going to be facing your teammate. This is going to be your best opportunity because there's going to be there's only going to be three guys left that can win this championship. And when I was watching this on TV, the class got extremely boring. And a lot of people were complaining about lappers, but when you only have three guys, or, well, technically four if you count Mosman, but when you only have roughly four guys that can maybe win a race, and you only have 40-some second lap times, what do you expect that's going to happen? And that is exactly what's going to happen. 
So Colt and Christian are going to be the championship hopes. We'll see what happens there. Jet Lawrence, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. I don't understand why he took out Michael Moseman. You know, he, he made some comments on the podium that it was a dirty move and Moseman's hard to get by. You still don't do that. You know, I have never seen Moseman dirty anyway. So, you know, even, you know, McAdoo, you can maybe say a little dirty, you know, what he did close uh, close passes with Ferrandis in Salt Lake City or whatever, but Moseman's never do that. So Lawrence needs to grow up a little bit. I understand he's only 17 years old, but you don't race like that. And that's not a way that's going to be winning a championship now. He's only six points down, but he needs to grow up. So... And those are the type of mistakes where I fully believe that it's the championship is going to come down to Colt Nichols and Christian Craig. Joel Shimoda, he's going to get fourth place. For him, it's just going to be his target goal is fourth place the rest of the year. Maybe podiums if one of those top three do not get a good start. Uh, Michael Moseman gets a fifth place. He probably would have got fourth if uh, Lawrence didn't take him out. This has been a disappointing year for Moseman, and the reason why I say that is because he showed some speed the last couple of years, and this year I'm not seeing any flash. So I don't know if it's him switching to that bike or what's going on, but I'm just I'm just not seeing it. Max Volen led some of the heat race. He looked pretty darn good. Uh, he didn't see uh, he, he didn't have the lap times of the leaders, but. Uh, he certainly, he's led some laps. He's not crashing, but he's at least getting the Supercross experience that for which you're looking for. As If he can make it through this season without getting hurt, that's going to be valuable to him. Josh Osby got 7th. Not much to say about him. John's short 8th. Kevin Morant's ninth. Thomas Doe 10th. Joshua Vryas 11th. Logan Carnell 10th. T.J. Albright, 13th. Jeremy Hand, 14th. Wilson Fleming, 15th. If you would have done that last week, that would have helped out my fantasy team. Thank you, Wilson Fleming. Lane Shaw, 16th. Luke Neese, 17th. Grant Harlan, 18th. Devin Harriman, 19th. Mitchell Oldenburg, I don't, don't remember what happened to him exactly, but disappointing, 20th. Bobby Piazza, 21st. Uh, he jumped down from the 450 class to the 250 class just because of how stacked the 450 class that proved to be the correct decision to get into a main event. Now, the money is not going to be said greatest, but at least he could say he made an event and he got more laps on the track. And then Jonah Guest, Geister, Geister got 22nd. So the next three weeks are going to be, or the next three weeks, the next three races are going to be in Indy. It's going to be extremely interesting how the how that race is going to be. Uh, January thirtieth, February second, and sixth. So those races are going to be in a row. So the next basically it's going to be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and then Saturday. So it's going to be Indy, 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 Orlando, Orlando. Then they're going to take a week off, and then they're going to go Daytona, and then they're going to go straight through, and then they're going to take two weeks off, and then three Atlantas, and then Salt Lake to end the season. So 
it's going to come up fast and exciting. So, well, thanks everyone for listening to the Supercross review. I will be back on Sunday to do the review of Indianapolis 1. Have a wonderful night.